Hi, I'm Evangelist Felicia Wallace. Thank you for tuning in to the A Light for Christ podcast, where our aim is to reach the masses for Christ in this current day of chaos, distractions, and confusion. We have set out on this journey to encourage the weary, revive those of us who have been complacent in our faith, and redirect the lost and misguided. We are ordained pastors of the Light of the World Church of God, organized under the Church of God Ministries, Anderson, Indiana. We hope you will consider supporting our ministry by visiting our website at alightforchrist.com or from the links provided on our podcast episodes. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and support. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'll be referencing several passages of scripture today that's going to be found in the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 12. And God has given me this message over the last several days, this particular mindset about the grass is not always greener. And when I think about what's going on right now in our country and just in the world as a whole, it seems like we're all grasping, trying to find that proper footing, what we might perceive to be more the easier way out. Perhaps this will give us the least resistance because there are some things that are already in place. Kind of reminds me of when Abraham and Lot had gotten to the point where they had outgrew each other in terms of sharing the same land. Between the two of them, their herdsmen and their families had begun to have some dissension among each other. And so the call was for them to separate, which is found in the book of Genesis chapter 13. When the quarreling began, Abraham and Lot said that our herdsmen should not be quarreling among each other. And so Abraham said, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Now, scripture tells us that Lot, he looked up and he saw the whole plain of Jordan and, and everything was well watered and like the gardens of the Lord and like the land of Egypt towards Zor, right before Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out towards the east. And so this is how the two men parted companies. In other words, Lot, he took the lush land. He took the, the best looking land. He took that greener pasture. This kind of brings me to this whole message of what uh, God has been laying on my heart for the past few days about somehow sometimes we think the grass is always greener. I know for some people, if they were like reared in a rural community, they just can't wait to get to the city, to see those greener grasses, so they think. And of course, this is symbolic of just, you know, human nature wanting to see what's on the other side, that experience that they haven't quite experienced yet. And, and sometimes we fail to uh, realize that perhaps God has put us in such a place for our own protection because he knows what's up ahead. Uh, but still human nature, that curiosity spirit will get us every time to just want to try the very thing that perhaps God was trying to keep us from having to endure. So this brings me to 
our scripture reading for today. And as I said, various passages of scriptures throughout uh, 1 Samuel chapter 12. Samuel was giving his farewell address. What happened is the, the children of Israel were beginning to rebel, that they wanted a king to lead them. And, and so Samuel perhaps thought he would have a different outcome. And sometimes that happens. That's the point that I'm making. Sometimes we can do the very best that we know how to do. Not saying that we didn't make mistakes, but our intentions were always to do the very best for our children, for those who God has entrusted in our care. You could do the very best that you could in a relationship and it still not turn out the way that you had hoped. You find yourself in a place where you didn't necessarily think that you would be in. And so I can imagine that's how Samuel felt as he had led the children of Israel and had been such a good leader for them. As a matter of fact, First uh, Samuel chapter 12, beginning at verse 2, he says, Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I am old and gray. And my sons are here with you. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand. Testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these things, I will make it right. Of course, the Israelites replied, you have not cheated or oppressed us. They replied, you have not taken anything from anyone's hands. And Samuel said to them, the Lord is witness against you. And also his anointed is witness to this day that you have not found anything in my hand. So what Samuel was saying to them is it's like we go and say, what have I done? I mean, how many times have we done that and said, you know, what have I done? Show me what have I done? But often we must understand that it's not what we've done. It's the desires of the hearts of the other individuals. And in this case, it was the Israelites. They wanted a king. And so they asked for a king. But what they were going to find out and what we soon find out is that the grass is not always greener on the other side. And so this thing that they did and wanted a king was evil in the sight of God because God had provided for their every needs. And that's what happens sometimes. You can do everything that you know how to do, but it's still just not enough sometimes for our human nature. We have to learn the hard way, as my father used to tell me. Sometimes we just don't believe that fat meat is greasy. He reminds them in verse 12 that you wanted a king, but you already had a king. Now, here it is, the king you have chosen, the one you asked for. So God had allowed Samuel to, of course, anoint Saul. This is the key here, though. He says, the one that you asked for, the Lord has set a king over you. If you fear the Lord and serve and obey him 
and do not rebel against his commands. And if both you and the king who reigns over you follow the Lord your God, good. But if you do not obey the Lord and if you rebel against his commands, his hands will be against you as it was against your fathers. And so what he was saying to them is like, okay, you wanted this king, you have this king. This is who you have chosen. If everybody obeys God, then good. But if not, then the Lord's hand will be against you and the king. And so this was the forewarning that trouble is ahead because just like human nature changed their hearts to want a king, once Saul became king, he went from being a humble man to being a very arrogant and rebellious king, as we know. And eventually it cost Saul his life at his own hands. This is what happens when we are seeking for something that we think is better and we're not heeding to the pathway that God has for us to go to the other side because you're trying to see if the grass is greener. What you're basically saying is you're trying to see if there's something better than what God has already given and provided for you. That's something for us to think about. It's okay for us to try to find our life purpose. I'm not saying that that's not what we're supposed to do, but you don't leave your foundation and that's your foundation being in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to take the foundation of the teachings of our Lord, the foundations of what you have learned, the foundations of who you are. You take that to the land as Abraham did when he made the other choice and went the other way. Because he stayed faithful, Abraham was able to go before God to intercede on Lot's behalf to get him out of the trouble uh, that he had gotten himself knee deep into. And sometimes when we go over on that other side, we get ourselves into some knee deep trouble. He says, but now then stand still and see the great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. It is not wheat harvest now. I will call upon the Lord to send thunder and rain and you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. And then Samuel called upon the Lord and the same day, the Lord sent thunder and rain. So all the people stood in awe of the Lord and of Samuel. What Samuel was saying is you wanted this man king here, but I'm going to show you what the spirit of the Lord and the power of God can do. This is what keeps us with our hearts yearning for God. It's in the quiet that we tend to waver in our faith. It's in that waiting period that we tend to start doubting God when we think that he's not paying attention to us. But that is the time when we're supposed to really walk in our faith. And knowing that God sees us from on high and he hasn't forgotten our cause, not at all. He has the timing. He has the resources. God has everything that we need. And so, of course, now the people realize that 
we made a mistake. It's kind of like when you put your foot over on the other side, no sooner than your foot rests in the deep uh, green pastures, you begin to realize that, uh-oh, this isn't what I thought it was. This is artificial turf. This is the stuff that they make look like green grass, but it's really not that natural beautiful, God-cultivated green grass. This is man's artificial turf. How many times have we done things like that and we realize what we thought is not really what it, it appeared to be, that it was just a facade? Sometimes it seems like when you're in a race to, as some people would say, keep up with the Joneses, only to find out that what was on the outside, the outward appearance, seemed like a very nice family situation. Only to find out on the inside, they have all type of financial troubles. There's no peace. And basically, this could be, in often cases, a house of living hell. These are the type of things that happen when we put our eyesight before God's wisdom and we start looking at what we see instead of what we are instructed to do and to follow. And so this is what happened. So the people realize, uh-oh, we made a mistake. And it says here, the people said to Samuel, oh, pray to the Lord your God for your servants so that we will not die for we have added to all our other sins the evil of asking for a king. So they, they realized they made a mistake. But, you know, sometimes when we make those mistakes, there is no turning back. We have to deal with the consequences of our choices. And, you know, it doesn't mean that God doesn't forgive us if we go to him and ask for forgiveness. But we still have to deal with the consequence of that choice that we made. They realize now, first of all, that we had everything that we needed in God, and then we had a great leader in Samuel. So now they ask Samuel, who they had rejected, who's now, his heart, I'm sure, was a bit sore from just being rejected. But God was reminding him that, well, they haven't rejected you, Samuel. Really, they have rejected me because you are my servant Still, Samuel gives them instructions. In verse 20, Samuel replied, You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you because they are useless. Make sure you stay with God. Love the Lord with all your heart. Keep God at the forefront. That's what he was saying. Because if you get yourself caught up in these false gods, in these false idols, in today and all this false indoctrination of ideologies and things that we are grasping hold to, it's going to be useless to us. It's not going to help us. We have to follow the instructions of our Lord and the instructions given to us in his word, the Holy Bible. The people said to Samuel, would you pray for us? Samuel replied, you asked me to pray for you. 
I have to pray for you because I'm a man of God. I'm a servant of the Lord. This is a test for him because he could have been like, you know what? This is what you asked for. Go have at it. You know, he could have got in a bad way. He could have said, no, I'm not going to pray for you after you all reject me. You admitted yourself that I hadn't done any of those things we discussed before. But now you want me to pray for you? No, I'm not going to pray for you. Pray for yourself. He didn't say that. Even as leaders, we have to be checking our spirit as well, too, because we don't want to mess up before God. No, he said instead, far be it from me to to sin and not pray for you. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to give you the same message that I've been telling you all along. Do what's right and good. Fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider the great things that he has done. Don't allow the adversary to make you forget the great things God has already done for you. But he says, this evil, you must stop. But if you persist in doing evil, both you and your king will be swept away. The grass is not greener. Don't be fooled. The grass is not greener on the other side. If you have to leave the Lord, your God, if you do that, you will soon find you are walking on artificial turf. God bless. Hi, this is Pastor Melvin. We hope you've been uplifted by the word today. We hope you were blessed. But, you know, I want to talk to you about the urgency and the importance of being right with Christ. Romans 10, beginning in verse 8, gives us instruction. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart... God raised them from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Are you willing to give your heart today? If so, repeat after me. Dear Lord, I admit this day that I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. Believe that you are the atoning sacrifice for my sins and that you died on the cross to pave the way to eternal life. I ask you, come into my heart and make me whole again through the power of your resurrection that I may be born again and enter into the fellowship of the universal body of Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Welcome to the family and stay planted in the Lord. This is very important. So God bless you.